Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Hey, Craig. Hey Jeff, and uh, welcome to Podcast versus Everyone, a uh, very special edition we yeah. have today. We are live from Marco we're, Polo We're Bar looking at Grill. each other right yeah, now. Yeah, we're looking this at is, each so other's normally, face. Normally we are doing this by a computer, right? Yeah. Like, we, so. We're interrupting each other just like just like on <laughs> when we're recording virtually as well. That's right. We don't, I don't have any. What? What were you gonna say? No, no. What, so what? I was, you know, telling huh? them where we're fr- where oh. we're recording oh, from okay. Marco Polo Bar and Grill in Georgetown. <laughs> uh, you know, a big Coug bar. Yeah. Like, the King County Cougar Club flag I'm staring yeah. at right now. King um, County Cougs headquarters uh, in here. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if, if you're a Coug and you live in the Seattle area. I'm sure you've been here, but if not, you definitely need to get here. But we are joined by Matt Mira of Marco Polo. Matt, let us know something about you and uh, about what you're doing here. Hi. Um, well, thanks again for having me on. Uh, I graduated in 2002, uh, Die Hard Coog, uh, Go Cougs. Um, I took over the Marco Polo back in 2006. Uh, had some business partners in the beginning who actually started Valhalla up in Pullman. Cool. And so we uh, uh, brought some of that fun Coog atmosphere from Pullman down here to Georgetown. And so it's been about 15 years now, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. So obviously, huge Coug bar. Uh, we're known for our pressure-cooked chicken. And yeah. on game days, this is the place to be if you're not in Pullman. That's what we always say. If you can't be in Pullman, you should be in Georgetown rooting on the Cougs. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and one thing um, I really enjoy about you guys is that whenever you order food, you bring out the condiments, and then there's fry sauce. Absolutely, you gotta have that fry sauce with every meal. Yes, exactly. Like I put it on. I don't just put it on my fries. I put it on the chicken. I put it on the burgers. I yeah. put it on everything. Like so. as as one should. Yeah, yeah. No, so okay. So how how does your fry sauce compare to the fry sauce in Cougar Country Drive? It's pretty much the exact recipe, <laughs> but I can't say how I got it. But let's just say it's. Pretty darn close. I might have changed one thing, but uh, yeah, you know that fry sauce is a staple. It's funny you can always tell somebody that it's not from or it's not been to Easter yeah. Washington or the Palouse. Yeah, and we bring out the condiment caddy and they got the ketchup and the ranch and the Tabasco sauce. Like, what's the pink stuff? I'm like, yeah, that's fry sauce. That's like, the fry well, sauce. Well, what's fry sauce? It's that's like, the good stuff. It's like a little hug from Jesus. That's Just got to right. put it on everything. That's right. That's right. I yeah. love that. Um, so, how did uh, like? How'd you like? How did Marco Polo come to be? How'd you how'd you get involved here? How did this become like the King County place for Cougs? So, the bar actually has been here since 1950, okay. and we're the fourth set of ownership to have it. 
So Georgia Lemire started back in 1950. Um, back in the day, the bar was just like this little tiny strip up front. And then over the years, there was like a Chinese restaurant back here, and there's like an office supply store. And over the years, uh, Milo, the second owner, and then Bob, the third owner, kind of knocked down the walls and opened it up and made it into this just old tavern from, you know, South Seattle. And so when me and my partners back in 06 came in, um, the intention wasn't really to make it like Coog headquarters. It was just like a cool dive bar that we wanted to kind of reinvent and transform and, and keep going. I mean, it had, you know, 60 years of history at that time. Right. Um, so we, um, we took it over and eventually my, my business partners, I bought them out and uh, they moved on to do their other things. And it's right about that time when Coogs first opened up. Yeah. And, and that was like a game changer. It was all about taking care of Coog businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And so when Coogs first came in, it was like, hey, let's go to the Marco Polo. It's Coog owned bar. And it literally, from that point on, about eight, nine years ago, it blew up. We went from having maybe 10, 15 people here from a game day to 200 with the line out the door. Right. Um, and so uh, we were always diehard Cougs, and we were always, you know, all about Cougar football and Cougar sports. Um, but it wasn't something that we ever expected to be, like, becoming the King County headquarters yeah. for the Cougs. And, you know, we do a lot with the Alumni Association, a lot with the CAF. We're big on give back to the school. Um, if you're a member of either of those, we give you a 15% discount because, you know, you got to pay to play. So, you know, yeah. we're going to give back, but we want you to give back, too. And we'll reward you for giving back. So that's a big thing for us. So Yeah, that's great. And, and you said that, like, definitely you guys are on my radar because of the Coog connection. Because otherwise, I, you know, I live in Tacoma. I just drive right on by when I'm going to the Sounders or anything. Drive right on by Georgetown, right? Like, so... Um, I knew about you guys because of all the events you were doing, and you know I have friends that live in in Renton and come over here for the for all the game days, you know, all the, especially all the road games and everything. So um, yeah, it's really cool. And and but one thing we got to talk about is when Nick Rolovich was first hired. <laughs> yeah, um, this, that might be the thing that like people that weren't familiar with you before definitely put us on the map became familiar with you yeah after that real fast that happened it was uh it was pretty cool experience and uh um i have to say he is just a great guy just a really just awesome stand-up guy so just tiny bit of the background if anybody didn't know what happened so after he got hired right he just was doing this tour and then he just like impromptu like posted on Twitter, hey, I'm at Marco Polo. Come have a beer with me. Yeah, he had sent us a he had sent me a message. He said, hey, I heard you're the Coog Bar in Seattle. Um, I was thinking about popping down tonight. I'm like, I'm here. Let's yeah. do it. And so he showed up, and uh, um, there was about about a thirty or forty five minute grace period between when he sent out that tweet that he was down here in Georgetown to when the crowd showed up. Right. Um, Everybody got to get their shit together. Yeah, gotta, they had to get, they clear, had to get the, gotta clear it with their wife. Like, yeah, hey, it's yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Put the baby to bed. <laughs> I got to go to the bar at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And so um, it was really cool. Like, he sat down. I was like, hey, you got to try our fried chicken. And he's a big Pacifico guy. So got him Pacifico. And the chicken comes out. And he literally takes, like, one bite of it. And he's like, this is the most amazing chicken I've ever had in my life. I was like, isn't it fantastic? He's like, this is great. And literally, as soon as he puts that chicken down, you look behind him, there's just like massive crowd coming in the bar. <laughs> and he like grabs his napkin, wipes his hands, like, well, time to get to work. And for the next like hour and a half, two hours, this guy worked the room and yeah. he shook hands 
and took pictures with every single person in the bar. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, picked up the bill. And uh, it, one of the funny things was he had just closed out. We had just done the fight song, done a big group pick. Uh, it was awesome. And he's just closing out. And he's walking out the door. And another group of, like, 10 or 15 people show up. And he's like, open it back up. I got a few more people I got to make sure That's I hit. That's awesome. That's so, great. Really cool guy. Stand-up guy. I'm really excited to have him up in Pullman. Yeah, that was... Uh, I. The scenario you said of putting the kid to bed and, and heading up was pretty much exactly. Like <laughs> that you know, was great experience. Yeah, because you know I got about a thirty-minute drive to here, and like it was just like, all right. And I, I definitely was on the tail end. Of, there was already people, but yeah, I still got to talk to him. I got a picture with him and all that. So um, that was a, that was a pretty awesome event. He he made a point to. I think at one point he came up to me. He's like, "Is there anybody in this room that I have not spoken to, mm-hmm. taken a picture with?" Yeah, you know. Uh, he he's just really and one of the great things about Rolovich is that I love that when you're just having a conversation with them uh, he wants to know everything about you he wants to know what what drives you to be passionate about Pullman what drives you to be such a diehard Kook fan uh, he just wanted to know everything about the people in this building and you know why we are as passionate as we are about the Cougs um, but I, just, I think that just shows like a really good leadership quality yeah. in somebody. I mean, that's what you want as somebody leading the kids. Well, and it's uh, it never hurts to uh, ingratiate yourself to a bunch of coons with free beer. Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> that's. I mean, we like when when you're gonna buy me a beer. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, when we started going around, he was he was picking up the tabs on these things because he, he did it a few times, right? Yeah. When we started going around, he's picking up the tabs on these. And people are like, I like I like this. I don't know if he can coach, but I like this guy, right? Like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and that was all, you know, right before COVID, right? Like that yeah, was, it was about two months was before like COVID. A, yeah, two months before. In February. And then, yeah, a month and a half yeah. later, two months later, we get up, we get shut down for yeah. a year. So, yeah. How'd you guys ride that out? Did you, like a lot of people have, you know, orders or how'd you guys, we, we did that? awesome. Uh, I have to say, like, we were pretty, we were pretty blessed. Um, we, you know, had our entire team step up. We cranked out to-go food. We did to-go cocktails, bottles of booze to-go. Um, I had Cougs from all over that had been here. I had Cougs in New York, Cougs in Arizona, Cougs in Cali, Cougs in Texas. They were emailing me, buying gift cards That's so you know, cool. That's awesome. online, Venmoing me money, saying, hey, we can't lose our favorite Coug bar. That's where we go for game days. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll send you out the gift cards. Like, no, don't give them to me. Give them to, like, doctors or nurses or people who don't have anything. So uh, we had cooks from, like, all over, uh, um, which is really cool. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was, you know, a year of of stress and and, and sleepless nights. But, you know, our entire uh, customer base stepped up, uh, uh, especially the cooks. And so we did did great. Uh, I'm definitely excited to be back open and – get back to uh, game days where we have, you know, 150 people in the bar cheering on and singing yeah. a fight song. And that's where we're heading. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be back there. In last year it was, you know, I think it was the Cal game where like 45 minutes before kickoff, the yeah. game got canceled. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, <laughs> I had like, at that time we could only have 30 people yeah. in the bar yeah. and they could only be outside. And we had, we put TVs outside. Oh. <laughs> so we had these oh, three, no. we had these three big screen TVs outside and I had 30 people to entertain instead of like, you know, 150. And it was like, Oh yeah, I got 30 people in here. And then the game gets canceled. Oh. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely uh, was uh, a tough, a tough season, but 
man, we got 100% capacity going back, yeah. and I'm excited. Yeah, it's so going to be awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I know Craig's excited to sit in his seats. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> to get back in those seats. Uh, yeah, to get full capacity is going to be so fun to be tailgating again, all that, and then be able to, you know, go to go to a bar like Marco Polo when it's uh, when it's time for the road games and everything. So um, super fun. I, it, interesting thing that you mentioned that uh, Rolovich is we're, we talk about beer a lot on this podcast. And so uh, <laughs> interesting that you mentioned Rolovich is a Pacifico guy. And we know yes. that Kyle Smith is a big Modelo guy. Yeah. I wonder if they have some debates, you know, yeah. in, in the uh, in the athletic complex <laughs> about uh, what's the best cheap Mexican beer. <laughs> I'm I, I'm on I'm on the Modelo team. Like I'll say, if we're going to compare the two, yeah. but, uh, you go with that Pacifico. I'm gonna go Pacifico actually. All right, they're pretty close though. Yeah, yeah. you're breaking the tie here, Joe. Uh... I can't say that I've had either of them enough to have much of an opinion. All right. <laughs> He's going to throw out like quite, Tecate. Quite, quite the politician over here. Dos Equis? Um, can, yeah. can I get a word for Dos Equis? Yeah, I think we have, we have some Dos Equis uh, coasters. That we're using there we go. Here. I'll vote for that one. <laughs> All right. So you graduated, what did you say? Two, uh, 2002. 2002. 2002. Hospitality okay. business management. Yeah. So actually so, using my degree. Yeah, like uh, I I don't use my degree. I don't use Craig my degree. Craig doesn't use his degree. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I kind of. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I do I do like research and I had a history but major. That's, but that's but the like, point of yeah. a liberal arts yes. education yeah, is you, you learn get, lots of things about lots of things, and, and then, then you just like you know so definitely the things that I learned as a journalism major applied. I'm an English teacher, so they definitely apply to the to being an English teacher now and. You know, so, all right, so 2002, uh, so you barely missed a Rose Bowl, right? Yep. Yeah. But but you did get, you got some good stuff. You got the early, you know, Jason Gesser years. And Jason Gesser, great the tail time. tail end of the, you know, 97, 98 Rose Bowl, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I got up there in 98, so I missed that Rose Bowl. But I, we had, you know, Jason Gesser, which was a wild ride. Yeah. For those four years. Yeah. And then, yeah. As, so what's your what's your favorite sports memory from when you were in school? In school, yeah. I would have to say it was Dad's weekend. We were playing USC my senior year, so that would have been like 2001. Mm-hmm. And we was it Drew Dunning that yeah. kicked the yep. extra yes, point in triple overtime. Yes, it was. And we rushed the field. Yep, yep. it was crazy. I remember like, that the whole group is on the field, and I'm looking around and I can't find my dad. <laughs> and I look up in the stands. My dad's the only guy in the stands. <laughs> he's like, Your Dad. dad's like, I'm not doing that. He's like, how did you get down there? He's like, we jumped. We were sitting on the 10-yard line we front row. We just jumped over. Yeah. And he's like, so I had to go get my dad and help him down. But uh, that uh, that uh, 2001 USC triple overtime win was pretty epic for the best time yeah. I was in college. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was an all-timer of a game. I remember, uh, I remember Dunning running out to the middle of the field and, Sliding on his Almost knees, like you just like won a, a soccer, soccer game. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody going bonkers. Yeah, that was – that time was – so I was in school for the 97 t- season, the 98 Rose Bowl. Um, and so, like – so that was – my immediate experience was that. And then what – you know, obviously there were a couple of rough years after that, but then, you know, the three 10-win seasons. And I was just like, yeah, this is, this is, what, this is what Cougar football is. Like, I don't know about all you – 
old time. You know, I'm friends with Jim Moore. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, like that's 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 old timey kook <laughs> stuff, man. We're like. We we like win shit now, you yeah. know. Like that's that's what we do, and and then and then uh, and then you know, and then I learned it doesn't yeah, always. We it had a few lean years. That's when we started the Wolf era, the lean years, the Doba era. Doba era was so so. The yeah, just Wolf a gradual era. decline yeah. into yeah. a steep steep decline. <laughs> into terrible. Um, but yeah, we actually started Coot Center uh, the year Paul Wolf was hired. Okay, so that's when we started. Uh, <laughs> There was a lot of uh, creative writing that took place. It's a tough year to start uh, some some cougar talk. Right? Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard with the teams losing by four to, four to five to six touchdowns every week, and you're trying to come up with some sort of analysis yeah. that is that is something other than yeah we suck like and, like that's there's there was so well, yeah we definitely did some creative stuff. And I remember that first year, you know, because it was the first year. And, you know, there's always a little bit of optimism that comes with a new coach, right? And so uh, I just remember, like, thinking, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll be all right. And I, I wrote this uh, this pretty famous, like, like famous to me and people who like to make fun of me. But the, um, before the Cal game, I wrote about how they were going to contain Javid Best and uh, who was the other? Uh, Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna contain him, no problem. And and then Cal goes on. I think beat us like sixty six to, to three, three yeah. or yeah. something, right? <laughs> and those guys ran for like four hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, I think, like yeah. that was the point at which I went. Oh, we might actually suck. We might actually be terrible. Yeah. Didn't he get us? A, he did get us a, at least an Apple Cup win, though. I think. He did. He did yeah. that. We got yeah. that two thousand eight Apple yeah. Cup. Yeah. That was, I was the Crapple the, the Cup. Crapple cup yeah. was it's yeah. famously done. Yeah. yeah. I, I was at that game. I was at that game too. That I definitely. Jared Carstetter uh, caught that ball right in front of where I was sitting. Nice. I tell you, rushing the field like we set the new bar. I don't know what where if it's the low bar or the high bar of rushing the field when you rush the field beating the zero and twelve team. Just because you know they're, they're going to be everything about that game was terrible. The uniforms were terrible. Like everything oh, was. Yeah. I mean, it was the it was the ketchup look, right? With the with the candy cane stripes down the side. Oh. We have a but lic- we won. We have a license plate up on the wall up up front there. Uh, one of my friends, uh, she has a personalized coupe plate, and it's zero and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and so she had to, she had to get new plates. Uh, and so she gave me, you know, they have to renew the plate yeah, every, yeah. every summer year. So yeah. she gave me the front plate, and it's awesome. it's, it's <laughs> nailed up against the bar. So anytime a Husky fan comes in, they're like, oh. It is the ultimate shutdown when yeah. uh, Husky fans are running their mouths. Yeah. Like, well. Just point to the side. We've never went 0-12, so. <laughs> Even at our worst, we were never 0-12. Yeah. Never, never, never 0-12. <laughs> yeah, you had mentioned to me uh, another game, um, obviously after you graduated, uh, here in Seattle, um, as 2005. One of your, 2005, yeah. I think we were. I don't. We were down by like three or five. I don't remember the specifics, but I just remember we scored within like the last, you know, couple seconds yeah. of the game. Yep. And another is that, is that the Harvey the, down the yeah, sideline game. Harvey. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Another great time of rushing the field, but this time it was dancing on the giant W. <laughs> Yep. On Montlake. If I remember right, that ended up with some uh, fisticuffs yes. in the middle yep. of the field. Uh, <laughs> let's put this one. I have not been back to Husky Stadium since that game. Yeah. Um, it was one of the greatest games that I've been to in yeah. Husky Stadium and the last game I went to yeah. at Husky Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, that one I was I was in the student back when they had the student seating just in some like rickety old bleachers at yes. the end, the opposing yeah. students. Yeah. So we were just down there and uh, we were kneeling at the end, uh, and 
we were just uh, like starting to push down the fence, and they're like trying to tell us that we can't go on the field. And we're like, sure. Yeah, good luck. They they tried to do that in '97. It's funny. Well. I, I I have a I have a friend uh, that from high school. Her dad is a is a cop at UW, and he was just looking at us. He was looking at me. He's like, just go, like, just just. He's telling his friends, just let them have fun. Like, they're, they're, we're not going to stop them. And so they just, like, they let us go through. Um, yeah, I remember being in the middle of the pile. The UW, UW players got mad that we had ran out and stumped them, and they started shoving. And uh, I remember being shoved over, landing on top of, like, a much smaller, like, woman and, like, trying yeah. to, like, protect yeah. her from getting crushed. It was, uh, that was, that was quite a game. I, I was at that game. Uh, I'd been married for just a couple of years, and we took the parking ride to the game. So I remember I didn't see any of that because I just kind of like you just left. I after. just left yeah. and went to the bus. And, you know, so I heard afterward about what happened at that game. I, I was, was like, uh, I believe, newly dating my wife at the time. <laughs> yeah, and she looks. She's like, I was like, I got, I'll be right back. And she's like, <laughs> so I came back, and she's like, Oh, what am I signed up for here? <laughs> But you know, she uh, she put up with it. it she worked put, out okay. Yeah, she, it's better when they know what they're getting themselves into early on. Oh, absolutely. Right? No surprises later. She still brings up. I got interviewed on um, Sports Center by Stanford Steve at game day. Uh, go nice. watch the interview. It is epic. It is the greatest thing I probably should not have said, um, <laughs> but. I think my wife brings it up every now and then in uh, marriage counseling uh, to this day. But, you know, I'm talking to Stanford Steve, and he's like, how important is, you know, coming back, a game day coming back to Pullman or winning an Apple Cup? I'm like, yeah. winning an Apple Cup. Yeah. And I go on this whole spiel about how my brothers and sisters went to UW, but I was a coog, and I were passionate. I got the tattoo on my leg, and I end it on live TV by saying, winning the Apple Cup is the most important thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> My wife calls me and says, I hope you're having a really great time in Poland right now. And just stay there. And it was just quiet. And I get home, and she, like, was recording this. Because I was like, hey, I'm going to be on TV later. And yeah. and sure enough, she's like, yeah. So she posted She's like, that's my husband. Yeah. But, All right. Know. Nick Rolovich, if you're listening, uh, your buddy that runs the Marco Polo Bar in Seattle, you need to win an Apple Cup for him real Absolutely. soon. He's going to do it. My wife always marvels because she's like, for me, she's like, um, she, she's sort of like, I, I don't understand how you love something that seems to make you so miserable oh, absolutely. all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Sports, right? Yeah. <laughs> Spending four years in a town like Pullman where that's all you have is each other is what makes it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it's I more about that than her. anything. Yeah. And like, she, she's amazing. So like, it's, it's not like, but she just like. I tried to explain to her like it's about the it's about the community it's about the family it's about uh, what it is that you know we we do with each other for each other um, you know I, I just sort of like I'm like it's just it's 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 hard to describe right you know it's hard to describe um, you know why when the football team makes me miserable why that's you know that that's kind of secondary right makes winning so much better when it happens. For sure. Well, and I say, like, um, speaking of that, we were kind of talking about the basketball team a little bit uh, before this, and uh, we, we have dealt with a lot of misery lately in that, <laughs> but now the last few years we're seeing, like, we're, go- we're on the other side. Um, so we had to- you were talking about 
you're you're kind of like getting a renewed interest in the basketball team and, and how you haven't been to a game in a while but you're you're excited to go this year so how do you feel about coach smith and 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 how do you feel about the team right now oh i'm definitely excited i think he's going to bring a lot of uh talent he's bringing a lot of energy and so, like just a new fresh outlook on the team i mean you know yeah <laughs> i'm a season ticket holder for cougar football uh, but not one for basketball. But uh, Coach Smith actually makes you excited to go out and right. and and buy season tickets and get to those games more often. Uh, you know, Beasley Coliseum is a f- great place to watch a game. Yeah, uh, it's even better when we're winning. Uh, and uh, the Tony Bennett era was phenomenal. I mean, that was after. I mean, we would go back to Pullman, and it was just like the energy in that building was great. And so, uh, Coach Smith is bringing that. You can you can tell by the players he's bringing in. The way they played ball, uh, even you know the shortened season last year, uh, all the games that we won, and then the games that uh, we didn't win, but they were like super close nail biters, and and so I think I'm just excited. He's just going to bring a whole new energy uh, um, to the to the team. Yeah, yeah. It's you are talking to the presidents of the Kyle Smith fan club <laughs> over here. Uh, we are we are true disciples of uh, of nerd ball. And yeah, like we it, it, we feel the same. Like, cause so Craig and I at heart are basketball nerds. Like mm-hmm. we we love basketball, and we you know kind of uh, probably more than than most, right? And uh, um, to suffer through what we suffered through before Kyle Smith arrived, and then uh, now it's it's just you know. And I think the thing that that I like the most is is the way that he. Um, just seems to get the most out of everybody um so he he's got this long reputation of basically his team's overachieving right like whatever it is that they were projected to do they exceed that um like every year pretty mm-hmm. much and so uh, so makes me incredibly excited for this year because he's you know and in, in whatever you know numerical projection you want to look at they're going to be right about the bubble going into the year like mm-hmm. ranked like 40th 50th you know, on most of those uh, projections, computer projections, and the fact that his teams like literally always outperform those projections, um, like like that has me incredibly excited. And that's just the sign of a really good coach, right? Yeah. Like, um, and and they, he's a really likable guy, right? Like we're really lucky right now, right? With him and Rolovich, and you know, just guys who are really likable, and yeah. and guys who are. Um, you know, it's, it seems like really good uh, ambassadors for the university. Absolutely. And he seems like he fits great in Pullman, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's, like, the biggest thing. I think in all the coaches we've had, it's trying to find a coach that not only is great, but wants to be in Pullman, wants to stay in Pullman, is passionate about Pullman. And uh, I think Smith has all that. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you, you had mentioned he uh, he is bringing in talent, and one issue is that, he and his staff maybe are bringing in a little too much talent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, we've... Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing? I, I, I don't think there is such a thing. Uh, but yeah, so obviously um, bringing in Muhammad Gay uh, was at one point the highest rated basketball recruit, but now I, now he's the second behind Clay Thompson again, so I don't know. Maybe Clay Thompson called up his people Clay and, and got... <laughs> Um, on two four seven, like deposit. this can't stand. Yeah. yeah so, but uh, but you know, once once they brought in him, they brought in uh, um, Aiken from Eastern. You knew there was just going to be, uh, you know, some attrition that we were going to see. So, since our last podcast, uh, we've seen 
Uh, Andrei Akimovsky and Vova Markovetsky both entered the transfer portal, which is going to be a big hit to all the broadcasts that like to use that map <laughs> to show like yeah, where all, all the, the basketball all the players are from. Because um, we're losing our North Macedonian <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and our Ukrainian. Ukrainian yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah so it, it uh, um, Vova, it probably is the one that is not as big of a surprise given uh, kind of how many, yeah. just the level of talent they brought in at, at the big spots and how Vova was kind of like a, a part-time player, could only play against kind of certain lineups. Yeah, right? I mean, he was, you know, God love him, and we loved him, right? Like, so we had this running thing on, uh, on our Coog Center Slack where, you know, anytime Vova did something, it was Vova block or Vova slam or Vova layup. And it was like, you know, Vova pass, you know, it was like, so we, I mean, we loved Vova him. Vova rebound. Vova rebound, right? Like it's, you know, he's just this, this goofy, you know, big goofy dude, right? But, um, but it, you know, he became, you know, when Kyle Smith showed up, right? Like acquiring talent was at a premium, right? We just, we, we need bodies. We need dudes who can play, right? And they needed they needed big bodies in particular because when when he took over, they, they really like their biggest guy was Jeff Pollard, who is like a six nine guy who plays more like a six five guy. <laughs> and so it was like, ah, what do you do? And so, you know, so they recruit this, you know, very raw seven footer from Ukraine, right? And it was clear that, you know, he could do some things just by being big, which is great. And the program definitely needed that at the time. But now that the program has, like the, the the timeline has accelerated, right? I think I think if you talk to the coaching staff um, and, and got them, you know, some truth serum, right? Like they, they would not have thought that they would be this this far along in the third year, heading into the third year. Um, I, I'm guessing they're probably about a year ahead of where they thought they would be, you know. And, and next year they are gonna, you know, seriously contend for a for a tournament berth and. You know, so guys like Vova made sense right at the beginning. Well, now all of a sudden, the timetable has completely changed, and you know, a guy who's a you know a seven footer who's very large and pretty slow of foot, um, can't really guard pick and roll that kind of stuff. You kind of you pretty much have to play zone when he's in. Um, just didn't really make a lot of sense, I think. You know, for the roster, he just wasn't a fit anymore. So he became a really situational player. And it's hard to it's hard to carry guys who are very uh, you know situational ten minute a night guys um especially when you're you're loading up talent the way that they are so yeah it was it was a bummer to see him go i'm very sad uh i hope he lands somewhere and i get to cheer for him like crazy um but yeah it's you know it, it always made sense that he would be one of the guys who got now yakimovsky that one bummed me out yeah that one was a little tougher um yeah because yakimovsky i think you and i both believe well, <laughs> We have we have a we have a deleted scene that will never <laughs> see the light of day. I know. So from our last episode, we actually talked about this, and then uh, and, and we talked about how Yakimovsky is a guy that we didn't really have to worry about leaving. We didn't think, and then like literally the next morning before I could publish the show, he was in the portal. Yeah, I, I believe I said I, he was. Uh, he was. I, we had a question where he was. I was most excited about him his growth the next season yeah and then uh, which guy are we most excited for you picked yakimovsky you, right you picked fa right i picked fa yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah so but luckily no evidence of that exists anymore, yeah i think yeah except on my computer yakimovsky mm-hmm. definitely had the, the biggest ceiling like a big ceiling yes. and and um i i i think he'll land somewhere and probably be pretty damn good and and we'll, we'll be like oh yeah. she was playing. hopefully we're just really good 
when his, that happens. Like <laughs> losing him, I don't think has a material impact on next season. I like I think about like two, three years from now yep. when that's like a, maybe a twenty whatever point a game guy. Yeah. Um, wherever he is, and I think he will be that. I mean, he's a really good player, um, but I don't think it changes the trajectory of the team. You know, for for next year. So, yeah. Yeah, Matt, have you followed many Cougar basketball teams where too many good players was ever a problem? <laughs> I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, you know, when when I was a freshman, they had a, quite a few good players. When I was, they had Mark Hendrickson, uh, Dominic Ellison, Tavares Mack, Isaac Fontaine. Like, that was, there was a lot of talent was on those teams. Carlos Daniel in there. Yeah, Carlos time. Daniel was a freshman. So it was like, yeah, so they had a, they had a bit of talent. Uh, not like this. Not, not like this. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not an old enough coup to really know this for sure, but I, I presume that probably the closest comp was sort of the end of the George Raveling tenure. That, that's sort of my understanding is that those teams had a lot of talent, um, and I think that's kind of I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. I mean, we got guys invited to Olympic camps, right? Like, we got yeah, F.A. F.A. went to a, an Olympic yeah. camp. F.A. didn't make the Nigerian team, but... Uh really impress the coaches yeah and, um, well they and they've got some nba guys yeah uh big the big men especially are nba guys so um but you know deshaun jackson u19 like yeah big deal big 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 and deal then we were sure. talking about vova you're talking about fa and deshaun um that's that's where vova's minutes are gone when you bring in gay as well yeah. so that's you know yep you you have now the athletic bigs where yep. you can play them against anyone. Which is what you have to have. Like, yeah. if you're going to be as good as I know Kyle Smith wants the team to be, like, those are the guys that, like, like you, you got to have bigs like that, right? I mean, Oregon showed you that last year in the tournament. USC showed you that last year in the tournament. UCLA showed you that. Although, I guess UCLA was pretty limited with their bigs. They just didn't have very many. But, you know, but you got to have guys who can move. you got to have guys who can guard more than one guy. you got to have a guy who can guard a pick and roll. Like, like. Like you gotta have that, and you know you can't be, you know, at one point in this program, yeah, you you know you could take a guy like Vova and deal with that, but you know we're after two years we're already not there anymore, which is like completely bonkers to think about. So, Matt, I assume you're gonna gonna get over for a couple games this year. Yep, absolutely. Got my Coug season tickets for football, so yep. I'll be up there, and then uh, hopefully make gonna definitely try to make some basketball now because I'm yeah. excited for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. And hopefully you'll, you know, at, at some point you'll be getting 150 people in here to watch basketball games. <laughs> oh, that, that would just be awesome to get that sort of crowd in here for a basketball game. But I think I think Smith's going to be the guy that does it. I mean, he definitely yeah. has the the talent, the recruiting capabilities, and, and I think people are ready and excited to move past the, uh, the Ernie Kent era. and. Yeah. <laughs> The other ones, but uh, so uh, Smith. Smith seems I think like we're still paying him for one more year, right? Yep. We're paying him for this year yep. uh, to Ernie not Ken coach is, our team. Ernie Kenn is making one point four million dollars from WSU this season Ouch. to not coach the team. <laughs> I'm. I. That's a great investment. Thank you, uh, Pat Chun. <laughs> like, uh, get him out of there. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody said on Twitter. Can we just take the money we're paying Ernie Kent and just give it to Kyle Smith after this year? <laughs> just like. Add it to his contract. Absolutely, like, you know, okay. absolutely. You I gotta mean, keep him there. I'm not sure that's how accounting really works, but I, but I like the idea. That's how okay. people do their home budgets anyway. 
Okay, there, we had a few questions, and we're not going to get to them. We'll get to them next week. But uh, there was one, and and they were worried it was going to be controversial. And they said, "Who has the best fry sauce?" Oh. <laughs> well, now we know it's the same. It's the same uh, fry every, sauce. It's similar. I will say that <laughs> ours is pretty darn good. I'm yeah. going to vote mine. Yeah. You know, but if it's if I'm not in Pol- if I'm not here in Georgetown, then it's definitely Cougar Country. I mean, we could hit a few. Do you want to hit a few questions? You want Let's to weigh go. in on a Let's few questions? Let's All right. Let me, let me oh. pull up the questions. Oh, I didn't even know how much time we had. All right. Oh, yeah. It's not that bad. No, we're 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 doing good. We are definitely we're below being as verbose what as it is we that we normally are. do. It's it's having a guest that actually helps. A yeah, lot. we have to rein ourselves. I in. know, right? Okay, so hold on. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Da, 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 da. Uh, how 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 long? Lots of questions about quarterbacks. So how long until uh, Jaden Delora? This is from Marcus Coot at Marcus Coot. How long until Delora is back at QB one? Yeah. How you how do you feel about Jaden Delora as a quarterback? We have another transfer that came in too, right? right? Yep. Yeah. We got yeah. kid. I think Jaden's awesome. Uh, I'd like to see the new guy from Tennessee. Yep. Uh, start and then maybe Jaden get a, uh, another year of experience yep. underneath him. Um, but then again, I've always loved the idea of having a true freshman as a quarterback yeah. mm-hmm. and just getting right off the bat. That's yeah. your guy. Go with it. Yep. Teach him. At what just you watch him develop. Watch him develop because you know that by the second and third year, he's going to be awesome. But, uh, you know, I'm open for whatever. I, I always do fear when you start getting all these transfers in that you're going to lose the guys that you recruited. Sure. Uh, and so you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, Gardner Minshew is obviously – you know, a game changer for yep. us uh, came to Pullman at a time and we needed a quarterback. We had yeah. nothing. Yeah. And, and our, our souls were crushed. Uh, and so it was a good sign. And I, I think that you can't always hope to have every single transfer is going to be your, your saving light. Yeah. Um, so, but I think Jaden's going to be awesome. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Dolores is probably the starter. Yeah. I, yeah, we, I was, I don't know what we were hoping from Garantano. If you ask any Tennessee fan on Twitter, we shouldn't expect anything. <laughs> shouldn't expect much. They're probably somehow, they their ears are perking up the fact that we're talking about yeah, him right now. We haven't now. even published the they're podcast gonna like, yet. They're going to like show they're, they're up in the door senses. and they'll be like, they're gonna be Garantano out. sucks. They're like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. But, uh, I, do you know this, that Tennessee fans really hate him? Yes, I've read a few things. Like, God. thank God he's gone. It's type so thing. weird. Like, they, like they, they search his name. To then rip on him when, like, like now that he's gone, they're still like searching his name to rip on him for things that he's doing with us. And I'm like, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, I, I think know. we had he's more Tennessee. We had more Tennessee fans watching the WSU spring yeah, game. Yeah, than the, WSU the, fans. The probably. WSU fans. Yeah. Probably, yeah, I do know that. Like, so the the reporting out of spring practice. So I remember when Minshew showed up and, you know, he had the reporting out of spring or fall camp and it was like, there were like heavy hints being dropped that there were heavy hints being dropped that Minshew was the guy that he was outperforming people, that he was really kind of taking the lead. There was not any of that this spring, which was sort of like concerning, right? You know, Delora is gone. You've got, I mean, he's not gone, but you know what I mean? He's not practicing. Yeah. Um, you know, so you've got him and you've got Garantano and Cooper kind of doing their thing. And it's like, you know, neither one of those guys seem to 
really light it up. So I, I think in that, if you know, if all things being equal, I think I think they probably go with the young guy. But you know, look, I mean, Garantano could. I mean, who knows? Like, you know, more time goes by, he learns more stuff, he practices more things. Like, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he takes that reign, and his talent is undeniable. And that's I think that's part of why Tennessee fans are so damn good. yeah. You know, is, is he, he definitely has always had the talent, but they always sort of painted him as a guy who struggled between the ears. And, uh, you know, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, I would love to see him be successful, if only to stick it to all those assholes in Tennessee, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would that would be a pretty fun season if he was just tearing it up and, like, all these the, – the Tennessee fans start waning in, in, in the mentions. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, if, if my gut is says uh, – Delore will be QB one on September fourth at eight PM. So I, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that that that's my that's my feeling. So Greta Turnbull at Philoso Greta. It's, a, it's sort of a tangential question, right? What are the odds we see someone other than Delore, right? So, what like if, Matt, if you were going to put odds on it, what would you what would you I, say are the are the I, odds? I'd say slim. I mean, I like you might see Cooper, but I just don't think I don't think he has the talent that. Uh, Jaden has. I mean, from everything that yeah. you've read about Jaden, he has the talent, he has the arm. He's always obviously been with the Rolovich uh, kind of scheme of things. Yeah, he's since, run that offense in, yeah, in high school. Yeah. Since yeah. high school. So I, I can't see anybody be ahead of Jaden unless it's, you know, maybe a maturity issue. You know, obviously there's some things in the offseason. So, like, hey, right. maybe you need to sit back and right. yeah. take a year right. to watch a watch a tenured player play and learn something <laughs> about, you know, how yeah. to handle and compose yourself. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't see how uh, Cooper's going to beat out Jaden. So, Craig, if you were going to put percentages on it, what would you – Thank you. What would be your percentages? Thank well, you. I, I got to commend this service. We just got, we just just got, got beer got a, refills. He just got two fingers <laughs> to the <laughs> – two fingers got us two more beers. Yeah. So that was great. Um, having I can, can want to make sure you guys don't go thirsty here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's definitely not <laughs> We're here. We got to make sure you always yeah. have beer in front we got, of us. I got, I got a Bodie. You got a Rogers. Rogers Pilsner. We got the Georgetown, the local beer. Hell, yeah. Um, but, yeah, now I forgot your question, okay. Jeff. What, I did what the beer. Percentage, so, okay, what percentage would you put on the quarterback? So I would go like – 60% Delora, 35% Garantano, 5% Cam and Cooper. Yeah, I'll, I'll go a little higher in Delora. I'll go 70%, uh, tw- 29% Garantano, 1% Cam. So, yeah. I got, you got to give him, he was an Elite 11 <laughs> four-star quarterback. I At know. some point, Cam and Cooper might There's, just, like, explode. That talent's in there somewhere, well, I think man. Cam Cooper was a great quarterback when you had a coach like Leach and, and the offense that he was going yeah. to run and uh, the team yeah. that was built there Yeah, when when he was brought into the team. Yeah. But y- y- things have changed. Like we were talking yeah. about with basketball, your players evolve, your team yeah. evolves, things have yeah. changed. It's just like, you know, yeah. you don't really fit in. It's kind of like Gunner Cruz yeah. didn't really fit in. Well, yeah. and he was, I mean, Cameron Cooper was an air raid quarterback like back to like middle school. Yeah. Air raid quarterback. Like, like he played, he was in an air raid system in high school, so yeah, maybe maybe the switch to the run and shoot has been more challenging for him than. I mean, you there's know, a lot. You know, we've talked about there's a lot more vertical throws in the run and yep. shoot. Lot, it, and he doesn't have the strongest arm. And it's it's different. You know, the reading the reading the defense is a little different. You do it a lot more post snap than you do pre snap and stuff. Yep. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see. Are there any more questions? Oh, the transfer that we are most excited about that question comes from 
Banjo Delicious. That's a hell of a name. Banjo Delicious. That is a great, great Twitter name. I, I, I wonder where it, it came you know? from. Uh, yeah, that would be quite a story. So, like, All tell right, us so, where that came from, Banjo. So, I, I am most excited probably for CJ Moore. Like, I think he's the most excited. Like, he's he's going to be agree. he's going to be one of your starters, a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, he's a vertical threat, like you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's he's a really interesting dude. If they, if they can get him the ball, they had trouble in the spring game getting him the ball. It's a spring game, you know. Who knows? Outside receivers were not super impactful in the fall either, right? Dolores seemed to really default to throwing to Harrison Bell a lot. Yep. So, uh, but but Moore is definitely the guy to me who's who's most exciting. I don't I don't know what I don't know what you guys think. That's that's where I'm at too, honestly. Like I don't. We got because you have a lot of transfers on the defense, but yep. they, they may or may not play. May or may not play. Um, but well, if we're talking about exciting, the question is exciting. Exciting, right? yeah. Like so, it's is it exciting to wide think about? Wide receivers are exciting. Yeah, wide receivers are exciting. Middle Espe- linebackers are not exciting. Yeah, especially maybe a guy that can stretch the field and make big plays. That's pretty exciting. So CJ. Sorry Moore. to middle linebackers who are listening. Yeah, the middle linebackers. Yeah. I was going to cheat and say, like, Calvin Jackson because he was a transfer he at some point. was a transfer point. once upon a day. Jalen Watson was a transfer. <laughs> yeah, Dion McIntosh right? was, a, McIntosh a was a transfer at some yeah, point. Yeah. You know? I yeah. guess if, like, if you were really fully in on Jared Gorantano, yes. that would be your person because he's the quarterback. But, again, I think we just gave our percentages, and none yeah. of us, like, believe, you know, yeah, we're I all kind of leaning towards I think we were more. excited about him because of the idea of somebody transferring from – you know, an from SEC, an SEC school, SEC yeah. school, yeah. like yeah, yeah. oh, you know, we got yeah. an SEC quarterback, yeah. former four-star kid. Yeah, and it's like that doesn't always mean you're gonna have. No, it doesn't. We've seen some result. bad QB play in the SEC. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, all right. Do you have any thoughts on your exciting transfer? Your most exciting? Tra- I know you don't have a roster in front of you. I'm, I'm gonna agree with you. I'll okay. have to go with that. All right. Uh, last one, Craig. Last one. Maybe this one. I don't know. Are you watching the Euros? Are you a soccer fan? Oh, today, yes. Okay, well, okay. I got it. I got it on every day at the bar. Okay. okay. So Tim Huddleston at Huddlestron asks, "Is it coming Ta- home?" Fellow Tottenham fan, right? Fellow there. Tottenham fan Tim Huddleston asks, "Is it coming home?" And he asked that before England beat Denmark today. But he didn't. He ask. I'm pretty sure he asked it after he got the penalty shot. He, he, might, penalty, he might have. The, I don't well, know. The, I don't the know. Time stamp on it is a little Jeff, vague. I don't think you've seen it. Like came, no, this okay. So this he sent the question at two eighteen. So that I think that was yeah, right that after. That probably would have been the so game had just ended. That probably yeah. Or it was it was right after Kane. Yeah, that's probably well, that was Kane he, missed the penalty. Got a very fortunate rebound and scored. All right, no, because two eighteen. So I left my house at one thirty, and or one forty five, and that was about right at the end of regulation. Yeah, so that was about yeah. So that would have been right about then. All right, so all right, Tim, never mind. I don't give you credit anymore. Because you, you asked that question after England. Is it coming home, lads? Yes. Is it coming home? Uh, they got to be Italy. No. I think so. Italy doesn't scare me if I'm England. Well, they, I mean, the you, only thing just that scares the me is that, that they choke. The, the, the guys that England has on the bench, like uh, Jaden Sancho. Rashford and Jaden Sancho. Grealish, can you believe it? Like, Grealish Jayden started Sancho on the bench. Marcus Rashford can't get into the starting 11. Neither can Jack Grealish. I know. These are like 80 to $100 million dollar loaded, players. That team is freaking loaded, man. Team is loaded. Well, at least at least in the attack, they are. Yeah. Thoughts on England, Italy. England. Yeah. It's coming home. It's coming. That's com- what I th- we're saying, I th- Tim. I think it is coming home. I think it is. 
I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Also, so shout out to Tim again. Uh, he sent me a Spurs uh, kit that he had spare um, when, when we decided to become Tottenham fans. And then he also sent me the the black and green Sounders kit I when, I, when I was complaining that I could no longer buy it online. So, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Tim, you're great. And, uh, yeah, sure, it's coming home. It's in Wembley. Sure, like, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I feel like... I feel like other than there's just you know England I, screws things up sometimes. I know that. So like, that's I'm, I'm almost rooting for chaos, man. <laughs> like, like if they lose that game, and, and I'm I'm almost like kind of hoping for like the most like embarrassing way possible. The just, most England. Yeah, the most way England way possible. That that might be that might be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know pain, maximum pain. I don't know. I have nothing against England, but you know, it's cool. I don't know. They got so much talent, man. It's yeah, embarrassing. They have a lot of fun players that don't even play. I know. It's embarrassing. <laughs> they took my precious Sancho away, so yeah, whatever. Anyway, all right. So, uh, yeah, I think we better wrap this up so we can get some, yeah. some of that famous chicken before yeah. we head off to the sound. I need some chicken and some JoJo's and some fry sauce. Yeah. I mean, that's what I need. Yeah. All right. You want to you wanna do all the end stuff there? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know if you have anything else to say to plug Marco Polo. Nope. Just come down here and... Have some chicken, some fry sauce, drink some Georgetown beer, yeah. and how early? How early do people have to get here if they're gonna if they're gonna show up for a game for game day? To make sure they can get in the door about two hours before the game is, I mean, is to to get to get yourself a seat. That sounds like a party. About two hours, and then uh, there's a line outside waiting. So. Uh, it's definitely a fun time. We well, did the outside TVs during COVID. You we gonna, did. I think we're going to do that in the I fall. I think we're bringing it back this year. It. We we got a bigger outdoor area because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got more tables out there. Probably going to be bringing the TVs back outside. Awesome. Um, and then you know we got 15 TVs inside. So uh, we're definitely excited. Yeah, to, we are surrounded by TVs. Yes. <laughs> We're definitely excited to get everybody back here, and every single TV will be on the Cougs awesome. during the Coug game. We'll so. have to come up here and do another show. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, just love to have everybody out. Like and... four hours before the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, time, what time do you open? <laughs> uh, we open at 11, but if there's a Coug game earlier, we always change uh-huh. our hours to accommodate. So. We have a lot of night games this year, though. Oh, man. That 8 p.m. one to start is. Uh, you know, Labor Day weekend yeah. at 8 p.m. <laughs> That's going to be a long I'll, I'll be in my basement. Yeah. Watching the game. I'll be at in Pullman. <laughs> there you go. I think I'll be at USC, though. I've already booked the Airbnb. My wife doesn't know this yet. Oh, She's well, going to find out if she listens to the show. Oh, if she... oh there's one other thing i got to do. I found out that my son listens to the show. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so my, my, uh, my four- I have a 14-year-old son. Okay. Uh, and apparently he found the show on Spotify or something. So, so Joshua, Hello. Thank you for listening to the show. I know you think it's very cool that I have a podcast, so I, I thought you would think it was fun that I mentioned your name. So hi, Joshua. Um, don't swear like I do on the show. You got to get older before you can do that. Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Matt, for hey, joining anytime. us. Anytime. Thanks for yeah. having me on, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's been and fun. always, always, uh, always go to Marco Polo to watch Kooks or. Just to get that that Coug burger with uh, Coug gold, gold cheese. cheese. If you're, if you're not we, feeling the we, fried chicken, we, yeah. yeah, we have Coug gold cheese on our menu. We put it on our cheeseburger. It is awesome with the slice it is of awesome. ham and fry sauce and Fantastic. fry sauce. Fantastic. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs.